West Des Moines. The Iowa baseball team is number 20 in the Baseball America preseason rankings. Tops among Big Ten teams. Wake Forest, LSU, and Arkansas are 1-2-3. The Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. They'll face the 49ers in Las Vegas. DraftKings line has the Chiefs a one-point underdog. The Court of Arbitration for Sport has disqualified Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva from the 22 Olympics. The Russian team stripped of the gold medal. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Monday get one of Jethro's world famous meal deals. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, welcome back. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO talking sports with you and doing so right up until uh, 1 o'clock. Bottom of the hour, Alec Bussey covers Iowa State, CycloneAlert.com. Trends plays of the day, Circus Sports will sponsor those, those coming up at about, oh, 10 minutes or so before 1 o'clock. Let's talk some Hawks and some Big Ten with our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Uh, interesting piece uh, today at The Athletic, Doc, uh, when it comes to uh, the transfer portal and how the Big Ten, including the newbies, have uh, fared uh, thus far. And it's... Um, I guess I didn't realize it's just uh, as big as it's become. I mean, you hear it all the time. This guy's in, this guy's going there, blah, blah, blah. But when you see it actually laid out the way that you did, wow. Um, it's it's a busy place, the transfer portal, Scott Dockerman. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I tr- I've tried to track it every single day, and sometimes multiple times a day because there's just so much going on from uh, players, uh, some of them withdrawing. I mean, you know, the new programs uh, where new coaches like Michigan State and Indiana have made a lot of changes. Washington now has made a lot of changes, lost a lot of people. And um, then there's teams like Iowa, Penn State, Michigan that really haven't had a whole lot of change. So to keep up with it is, is very difficult. But uh, so, you know, we're, we're kind of putting together a, uh, a list. I don't know who's doing the Big 12, but uh, certainly, you know, this one was very challenging with 18 schools. And, uh, you know, even when I finished it, I've had to since go in and, and make some alterations because the, the numbers change on a daily basis. Well, maybe the headliner is Ohio State, obviously what they did, but most important position yep. is quarterback. Yep. What do you think of Will Howard, his fit and what he's going to be? Because, as you know, Ken and I watch a ton of Big 12 football. There's times, I, I said, I think at one time last summer, he might be the quarterback I want more than anybody in that league. And then you watch other times, it's pretty pedestrian. What are your thoughts on Howard? Well, considering who he'll probably throw to, you know, he'll, he'll look look pretty good, uh, yeah. and who he's going to hand off to. Yeah. You know, I mean, those that running back con- uh, uh, tandem funny. is as good as it gets. So, um, you know, I don't know if he's just going to be kind of a placeholder until uh, Julian Sayan or Aaron Nolan kind of moves up. Maybe it's this year. Maybe it's um, you know the following year. But uh, you know, he's he's an upgrade from from you know Kyle there. No question, McCord. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that um, he's going to be pretty good. Now, great, that, I won't predict that, but but I would say he's got the ability to do kind of what J.J. McCarthy did, and, and that's win a lot. And Ohio State, to me, is clearly number one in all categories, from the transfer portal, which I ranked, to the, the team coming into the to this year. Uh, you use the term as we switch gears to talk about the offensive coordinator polarizing when it comes to Tim Lester. I think that that's pretty spot on. 
Um, I don't, Doc. My contention is is if you go back to last Wednesday, I think, and maybe this is unfair, but nine out of ten Hawkeye fans who's been as you know as loud on the boards, uh, they'd never heard of Kevin Johns, and they certainly had never heard of Tim Lester. That's how that's my belief. Uh, Kevin Johns gets his picture taken. In fact, it was you that I believe published it for the first time. If Tim Lester would have been eating breakfast with Kirk Ferentz on Thursday, might that been the guy that Hawkeye fans were enamoring and clamoring for? That's a great question. I don't know. And, and that's what's, it kind of cracks me up because there's always a knee jerk reaction. And even if you would have gotten exactly who you wanted, it's kind of like Christmas where you're still disappointed because it's over. And, uh, you know, after three months of going through this, it was kind of like, let's just get this thing over with. But, but I think, uh, because he's not necessarily a name, he hasn't really coached, um, you know, other than a kind of a, bite at the apple and uh, at Syracuse for a year and a half hasn't really coached at that level uh, the power five level I think automatically it's seen as a letdown I think he's got some really good um, statistics and watching some of his offenses I think they will work in Iowa um, I'm interested to see how he pairs it up with um, Iowa's tight end play and maybe kind of more of a run past option you know the RPO game how that may play into this but I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's an interesting hire. And I, I don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are really upset and I don't quite get it, but I guess we'll find out. And then, of course, on the spring game, uh, everybody will form their opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll have a whole summer to talk about that one practice that we see. And we'll see one more in August and we'll overreact to that. And you know how the calendar works pictures. here. Yes, from Iowa football. And away we go. Well, there is a quarterback situation to figure out as Cade McNamara will not be fully healthy for spring practice but there are two guys that are certainly on campus that are going to get a majority of the reps how do you anticipate now with the new OC in there it's going to go Deacon Hill with a lot of experience after last season and then we got to see Marco Linez for a glimpse in the bowl game do you just go with Linez go with the young guy and see if we give him a majority of the reps what he has is is that the course that a you think they should do and be will do. I know those are two different things. You know, I, I hate to just completely jump off this, but I, I, I do think I, I would make sure that Marco gets uh, every look you got. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, last year he was a true freshman. He only got to play a quarter of a bowl game. That's it. Uh, you want to make sure you know what you've got. So, yes, I would absolutely make him the focal point this spring at quarterback. Um but with only two, and then there's a walk on, you know, Tom Poholsky mm-hmm. uh, taking snaps. You don't have, you know, I don't know how much Cade can do, if he can do anything or just limited to type stuff. You know, I don't know that it matters at that point in the season whether somebody is marching out there always with the first team or always with the second team. I think they'll probably rotate a lot. Um, but I would imagine that Marco is going to get at least a, a fair, his fair share of looks. Um, out there, you got to because last year it just wasn't good enough, pure and simple. And and uh, if Cade McNamara goes down, if who knows what if they're going to hit the portal again after spring. But um, you know, you, you do have to see what you got there because if if Cade goes down and he's been injured the last two years, uh, you can't have what you had last year. It's just untenable. No, it really is, uh, Doc. When will they make the Lester hiring official? If they have, it slipped by me. I haven't seen it. Um, have they? Uh, well, they haven't made it official. I've talked to people and right, know it's official, right. but yeah, being with, you know, with the it, release, it, or... it could, 
Yeah, it could be today. Okay. I, I would I would anticipate it'll be fairly soon, and we're going to have a you know a news conference at some point, mm-hmm. and you know it's just not been set yet, as far as I know. Gotcha. You had the breakfast picture heard around the state uh, picture that was sent to you with him and Kevin Johns. Uh, Ken, I think, had a pretty good working theory. Was that him letting Johns down and breaking up with him? Yeah, breaking up with him a little breakfast. All right, this is going to be it. We're moving in a different direction. Uh, did you hear any more about the Johns? Was it down to those final two? Is that kind of where we are? And maybe Friday he found out he was not going to be the guy. Yeah, I don't know this. I don't know everything regarding you know how that all interview took place. I mean, what what happened afterwards? I you know I know some of you you've talked to to tom and and tom knew a little bit more about his day on friday you know whether he had lunch with them and stuff too i i imagine it was a get to know him and trying mm-hmm. to figure it out and uh you know and then as far as you know what happened on saturday did he let him down at breakfast no i don't but but Kirk uh, obviously had a better cup of coffee than him and John's did, it looked like. That's for sure. (laughs) So, you know, I I think everybody was comfortable or at least mentally had kind of gotten themselves around on on Kevin John's, but I don't know, you know, again, you know, until I talked to Kirk Mm -hmm. about this, I don't know what was the, the, either the disconnect or what was the preference with Tim Lester other than, you know, Lester has has climbed the the ladder. You know, he was a D3 coach, head coach for five years. Um, You know, has played quarterback at Western Michigan at a high level. It it served as a, you know, head coach there, had one losing season, and he had four four years where they were in the top 35 and three when they were in the top 25 uh, nationally in in yards per game. So I think uh, there is a comfort there, and he probably understands Iowa as much as anybody, just uh, from being in this part of the world. Hmm. Have you heard, Doc, what Brian's going to do? Has he had any offers to you know join a team? Not yet. I okay. have not heard that. Yeah, no, I don't I know. Neither. I've head, not head to the head to the Senior Bowl this week. Um, you know, that's kind of the 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 meat market for a lot of sure. uh, assistants who are yep. looking for jobs. I don't know if he's going down there or not, but but uh, no, there's. It's been a pretty busy week. There's been a lot going yep, on. So I got you. Trying to keep my head on a swivel here. Uh, no doubt about it. And now uh, everything turns towards a uh, little basketball going to be uh, coming up next here. I know you're there a whole lot. Is it fair to say that you cover the women's team, at least for this year, more than the men's? I mean, is that how it's morphed in your role with the athletic? You're the football writer. I mean, that's that's your full-time gig and kind of sprinkling in some other stuff. But is women's basketball just a bigger part and leads to probably more views than the men's side now? I cover, uh, you know, news, important news stories as well, you know, when it comes to college football, college sports, and mm-hmm. being in this part of the world. And, and you know, Caitlin Clark's uh, presence resonates. Yep. Um, in fact, last week, two of her, two of the stories, and I didn't write either one of them, uh, were among our five most viewed stories on our site. Is that you know? right? <laughs> yeah. It was uh, the, the court storm in Columbus, uh-huh. and then her, uh, I think it was number three or two on our site, um, her the potential for her to join USA Basketball, you know, for the Olympics. So there were two stories that um, that resonate so Jeez. loudly with her, and I think that's the case anytime I write about her that you know generates a lot of interest. So um, you know, uh, men's basketball I wrote last week. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'll write much more the rest of the year, but Fran would um, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But you know, and then I am going to the combine later this month, so that'll nice. be. You know, full week of more football. 
The Combine's staying in Indianapolis one more year, Doc? Is that what I'm uh, led to believe? And then they're going to shop it again? Yeah, I think it's through 2025. Is it okay? You know, two yeah. years or this year and then next year, and then I'm sure they'll they'll shop it and eventually, and you know, probably go to Jerry. Yeah, World, that's but, my thought. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, it'll be we'll, we should find out some names here pretty soon on who's invited, and you know, obviously Iowa will have several players there. What uh, what's the latest you're hearing on Cooper DeGene working his way back from the injury? I think most everybody has him as a first round grade. Now, is he a cornerback? Is he a safety? Is he a slot guy? How he translates, that'll be ramping up here going forward. But you heard anything more, anything here lately about Cooper DeGene? He's running now. He's, okay. he's good to go. So he is working out. I think he's in Florida, I want to say, um, training. Um, he, he signed with an agency a couple weeks ago. I think it was Athletes First. And uh, so he's he's back on the mend. And, you know, he's not going to play in, in the Shrine Bowl or, or in uh, the Senior Bowl. But most of the people I know, and this is still so preliminary, we still have three more months to, to hash out all the, the draft stuff, which I will. I'll spend a lot of time on it. But, uh, you know, he's been in the kind of the mid to late teens, anywhere from 10 to 20 is kind of his his round and, uh, you know, where he anticipates going. Now, whether he's a safety corner slot, whatever, he'll, he's all of them. He's going to probably play all of them. He's, he's that versatile, and, and wherever they put him is where – He'll he'll play really well, I think. So, um, you know, it, it, I I mean, I think Minnesota could really use him. I think he could mm. be a great Viking, you know, because he could play so many different things mm. from Brian Flores and that style of defense. And maybe it's on the outside one play and it's slot the next. So, uh, but either way, he's going to be yeah, he's going to be a first rounder. He's going to be a first first rounder for Iowa as a defensive back. It's Tom Knight in 1997. Isn't that something going on with all the success? Wow, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, Harrison Smith not getting any younger. In fact, his days in Minnesota, uh, they may be over. Doc, great stuff. What uh, uh, what have we got uh, coming up at The Athletic you'd like to promote this week, Doc? Again, we uh, said it earlier, if you didn't have a chance yet to read Doc's piece when it comes to the transfer portal and how those numbers uh, worked out as far as the schools in the Big Ten, it's a very eye-opening read. What else you got coming up this week, Doc? Yeah, that's probably the one piece that I would like to talk about. I mean, you know, whether, you know, well in depth of every single school, the new ones coming in, Oregon being clearly number two and challenging Ohio State for number one on the portal. Uh, also, you know, today kind of did a, a wrote down an analysis on Tim Lester, and, and then we'll kind of see where this takes us the rest of the week. So, uh, you know, whenever there's going to be a news conference, uh, you know, I'll certainly write off of that. Good stuff. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate it. We will uh, talk with you next week. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Scott Dockerman, as we check in on the Hawks and the Big Ten. He's got Iowa 11th, by the way. This is portal numbers that we're referring to. Um, it's a long read. A lot. It's an in-depth read. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I, I did, but didn't you see it all like black and white mm-hmm. and laid out in front of you? Man, there's a ton of dudes that, uh, that uh, thought the grass was greener on the other side may not end up being the case. Well, and we hear about the guys that are actually landed somewhere. Right, the ones we don't. Yeah, that's the other <laughs> side of the equation. The yeah. unfortunate certainly part of that. Indeed. I think uh, Tim Lester, I want to say he might have been the quarterback. When Western Michigan came in early in the Kirk tenure, maybe even year one, Okay, and beat them, and there's this story, and I'm going to have to go back in my memory bank and see if I can find it, but it was from years and years ago where it was talking about Mac schools and Big Ten teams not scheduling them as much. And Bullsby apparently went into their AD, Western Michigan's AD's suite, at halftime of the game and saying, 
our contract's done. We're not going to really re up and do another you know two for one or three for one, whatever I was kind of doing at that time. I it's back in the memory in the nineties. Yes, yeah, I think it was ninety nine. I but I think Lester might have been the quarterback for I that. Don't know. They were pretty good. He's a good I know. Um, I, I saw on X yesterday. Um, Gary Dolphin and, and Ferentz are one of their Wednesday press or not or their Wednesday coaches show, mm-hmm. um, and Ferentz was singing his praises. This is from a couple of years ago. Oh, really? As, about Tim Lester, the play caller. Oh, so he was very much aware of Tim Lester and mm. was, you know, um, pointing out some of the uh, uh, some of the things that he does well. You, you yeah, the clips online. Um, it's on it's on X. Uh, I watched it yesterday a couple of times. Anyways, I found that interesting. Some kind of relationship. Yeah, I mean, he was very much aware of him. Uh, but there's no doubt about that. Time for another one thousand dollars swoosh. <laughs> Head to kxno.com. You can enter this nationwide keyword bank bank kxno.com bank. It's your chance to win yourself a thousand dollars. Bank at kxno.com. Murph and Andy uh, have a couple more opportunities from one to three in the drive with Heather and Sean. Uh, likewise, three of them uh, from three until six. We're Miller and Condon. Alec Bussey joins us as we switch gears to Iowa State conversation. We come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Des Moines Sports Station 106.7 Great wings, good food, drinks, and all the sports you can imagine on the TVs. All in a place run by good people. No, you're not dreaming. It's the Chicken Coop. With three locations across the Des Moines Metro in Urbandale, Ankeny, and West Des Moines, make the Chicken Coop your next stop for lunch, a night out, or the big game. The Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill on Meredith Drive in Urbandale, or Labor in Ankeny, and Ashworth in 60th in all states or situations. Drake! Believe it or not, baseball and fast pitch season is right around the corner. Now you can become a youth umpire with Iowa U-Triple-S-A sports officials and Central Iowa sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, Go to IAUSO.com. That's IAUSO.com and get back. Or jeweler for life. You know Washer Systems of Iowa as Iowa's pressure washer experts. But did you know they also have commercial floor cleaning equipment? That's right. Washer Systems of Iowa has floor care equipment with industry leaders Factory Cat and Kodiak. Check out Washer Systems of Iowa for pressure washers, floor care equipment, and heaters. To learn more, go to washersystems.com or check out the showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines for Washer Systems of Iowa. Barry Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, 1230 right on the button. About uh, no football this weekend, we know, but college basketball. Did you see the triple header on Saturday evening starting at it's either 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock? No. Houston at Kansas. Okay. Duke at North Carolina. Yes. Number 5, Tennessee at number 10, Kentucky. I'll watch them. And then Sunday, uh, Purdue at Whiskey. 
that's not bad. That's a good weekend. That's not bad. No football. It's going to sting, but that'll make it uh, take away some of the pain, yes. right? Those matchups. Alec Bussey covers Iowa State twenty four seven sports. What a week he had, huh? Man, I'll say. <laughs> Guessing your uh, yeah the, the hits to your website cyclonalert.com uh, after the K State game. Uh, I'm guessing that they just uh, got to a level and stayed at that. There, uh, there was always um, it was more of a football thing. I think Alec the the hatred the Farmageddon K State Iowa State it has moved to men's basketball now in a big way after Tang uh, seemingly put his foot in his mouth. Uh, and I and I'm, I'm I'm anxious to see where this goes from this point, Alec. How are you? Good guys, thanks for having me on. Um, unfortunately, we don't get to talk ball. We have to talk some stuff that's going on off the court, and hopefully, um, you know, quite frankly, I hope it's all over really soon because I find it to be very annoying yeah. <laughs> at this point. Um, what all is going on and. Um, Quite frankly, I'm ready for it to be over. Like I said, yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. But how does it end now? Now that TJ has punched back, I guess. Uh, what what does Tang do? What the, how does K State handle um, the um, the statement from Iowa State? Yeah, I would imagine that if Jerome Tang makes the comment, um, it comes out in a press conference at some point this week, or they release some sort of um, public statement um, in written form via. K-State Sports Information Office, their SIDs. But he also, I think, was quoted by C.J. Moore of The Athletic over the weekend saying that what he said is what he's going to kind of say on it and no further comment. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of dies down at this point. Um, and like I said, hopefully it does because I think each each coaching staff and each sure. program would like to get the focus back onto the court. But I, I would expect um, if Jerome Tang has a press conference or a media availability this week with with Kansas State press, um, that, you know, he's going to be asked about the comments that Jerry Alsberger made after the game. And rightfully so, I think you certainly, I mean, as someone who's in the press and you guys as well, like you would certainly have to ask head coach um, about those comments. And they were pretty hot and they were pretty, I don't want to say strong or declarative, but that's kind of how I found them. Um, I I thought Alsberger's voice was very impassioned and very, um, um, clear about the way he felt about what was being said about his program, um, and, and various reports from different different publications around, uh, I guess, the country, and things have been aggregated from the original report. Well, we go from what was a huge, impactful game in the middle of the week to what we saw on Saturday: court storming in the victory over Kansas. It's very simple. If Iowa State hits 14 threes in a game, (laughs) they can beat anybody in the country. And that's not hyperbolic. Uh They can beat anybody in the country now to sustain nearly 47% three-point shooting. Probably not realistic either, but boy, that performance, that environment. Alec, you saw a couple of good ones this week. How was Saturday just being in there and not getting trampled? Yeah, it was great. Um, Anytime there's a court storming and people and students and fans come from behind you, you get a little bit nervous. I've been a part of, I think, two of those now, where the student section sits right behind where I sit as a media member. I always get a little worried, a little concerned that, you know, I'm going to be the next next one to get trampled and have a viral story in the New York <laughs> Times published around me or something. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen to anyone ever again, and hopefully that doesn't ever happen to me. But, yeah, it was a great environment. I, I love being able to go to big games like that with, with college basketball. I feel like you really feel the energy at a college basketball game because you're right there, you're in it. Whereas when you're at a college football game, if you're in the press box, a lot of times you're separated by a layer of glass and it's pretty quiet in the press box and everyone's kind of focused on doing their own work. But with basketball, you don't really have that same kind of feel. You're right there in the environment. 
fortunately with Iowa State, they do such a good job of shooting the press well and giving us good seats that we're right there on the floor. So we certainly hear all the noise. We hear some of the chirps that the student section gives to opposing fans, um, opposing players, and opposing coaches. So that makes it all great. And then, like you said, Iowa State played probably their best game of the year from an offensive perspective. It'll be hard to replicate that. Um, you know, you score 79 points against a pretty good Kansas defense that's top 25, top 30 in the country, and you make 14 threes. Um, again, I don't know how much you can rely on Trey King to make that many threes again in a game this season. I mean, he entered the game on Saturday with three made triples on the year, and he makes four against KU. And, you know, give Trey King a ton of credit because Kansas dared him to shoot it early, yep. and he made him pay early, and then they tried to make adjustments, and he was still starting to make them, and the adjustments didn't come quick enough from, from Hunter Dickinson on the closeouts. No no, no question about it. Uh, Keyshawn Gilbert has played maybe his two best games, maybe his three best games as a Cyclone in his last three. Even going back to the loss at BYU, uh, he was very active. Seems like he's really found his game, and, and Iowa State uh, has to be grateful for what Keyshawn Gilbert has brought to this team. He's been really good this last couple of weeks. Certainly, yeah. You guys know that meme of, uh, like, the x-ray of a human chest, and then you've got, like, three or four pit bulls just, like, mm-hmm. sitting inside of the ribcage? Yeah, Keyshawn Gilbert's got a lot of dog in him. That's <laughs> um, how I would describe him. He's a killer. He's really competitive. He always seems to be um, even killed in big moments. And I know a lot of people are going to focus on his three-pointer that he hit with less than a minute left. Huge. But yep. don't forget about his two layups that he had. One of them was an and one, I believe. Those are just as big because KU was making a run at, at the Iowa State lead that I think ballooned up to like 12 or 13, maybe got to 14 at some point. Um, and those layups were huge. I thought he was really timely with the way he's played in the last couple of games. His three-point shots starting to fall. In the last three games, he's hit two twice. He had one against K-State. So he's shooting well from the perimeter. He's starting to find some confidence, I think, as a scorer in general in getting to the basket. He scored at least 15 points in three straight games. And then, you know, everyone talks about Tim and Lipsy's defense, but Keyshawn Gilbert's defense is just as good uh, at this point uh, in terms of a one-on-one defender. He gets six rebounds against KU. A lot of those are on the defensive side. Has two steals, had three steals against K-State, two steals against TCU. Like, he's been really, really good. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've started to see, I would say, really climb up um, the national polls. And, you know, they people comes out today and they're up to number 12, I think. We did not see an expansion of the conference schedule this year, not up to 20 games, stated 18. Obviously, with the additional teams, double plays are off the board and going to be the case. Have you or anybody over at 24-7 started to do the work now? Because schedule, who you play the rest of the way, that's really going to matter as it pertains to a regular season crown. I'm going to guess that's going to go through somebody's desk, right? Uh, are you hoping it's yours? Um, I don't know how much I hope it's mine. I feel like <laughs> Iowa State does kind of have a little bit of a favorable stretch the rest of the way. Um, only having to play Kansas once is certainly favorable. Um, you do have to go on the road to play Houston, but you know you have a win against Houston in your back pocket, so that's favorable as well. And you only have to play Texas Tech once, and they look like they're one of the better teams in the league right now. Um, and you know, I think you just kind of look at the rest of the Big Twelve, and you don't feel like Iowa State is maybe a certain loss in any of those games, except maybe the game at Houston, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because of how good Houston is and it's a road game. We know how tough they are. So I think that that's one where you feel confident that Iowa State might not have the greatest chance, but I think you look at the rest of their schedule, you know, you have to feel good about their chances to win every single one of those games, especially if, you know, their defense plays at a really high level against Baylor on this coming Saturday. 
I would take the team that I think should feel good about their chances to finish in the top three or four of the Big 12. Um, and I wrote a column about that after the game on Saturday night. Of course, the curtain come, will come down on the regular season with the Cyclones visiting uh, Manhattan, uh, which is appointment television, no, no question about that. Well, the Big 12 schedule it uh, is released tomorrow at 10 o'clock, tomorrow 10 a.m. We'll, we know who they're playing. We just don't know where they fit on the schedule and, and how they line up, etc. Um, what, what, what's one thing you'll be looking at as far as uh, Iowa State schedule? What do you want to see, uh, Alec? Uh, what will you, where will your eyeballs go first? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and to be honest with you, I haven't thought a ton about it, but just pulling up some of their 2024 opponents online here as I talk to you guys about it. Um, one thing from a conference-wide perspective that I'm really interested to see is if the Big 12 tries to have a rivalry week on the last weekend of the regular season or if they try to mm-hmm. kind of space some of those out. I hate talking about TV ratings and TV contracts and things like that, um, but I think it would maybe serve the Big 12 well if they didn't have all of their rivalries located on the last weekend of the regular season where they have to compete against Ohio State, Michigan, mm-hmm. um, Iron you know, Bowl. the Iron Bowl, yeah. games like that. Uh, I think that that would be good for the Big 12 if you could have K-State, Iowa State located sometime in late November or October, or you have Arizona and Arizona State. That's a Big 12 rivalry game next year located at some point. And I think traditionally that Territorial Cup game has been at the end of the season. Um, same with like Utah and BYU. Mm-hmm. Like, where does that go? They've never been conference opponents, so you can kind of slot that one wherever you'd like. I think that's certainly interesting. I'm also interested to see, I guess, how the Big 12 handles some travel. Iowa State has one trip out west. They play um, at Utah, but we don't know the date, like you said. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if, you know, they make Iowa State play at Utah one week and then the following week go to West Virginia or vice versa. I feel like that would be unfortunate. Or, you know, Houston's not even, like, close by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not too, too far away um, to where it would be difficult. But that's one where I think you kind of want to think about, too. Like, do they have to go to Houston and then to BYU? Those are both long trips that are on long plane rides. So I think that those are a couple things that I'm really looking forward to. for sure. How about this? And uh, I don't know if uh, if Iowa State's aware or any of the schools are aware, but it sounds as though the Big Twelve realizes that you know in order to get their product as many eyeballs as, as possible, you're going to have to go to a Thursday night, right, or maybe even a Friday night. I know the ACC is uh, their schedule. Their release was last week, and there's a whole bunch of te- a whole bunch of those games going to be on uh, Thursday or Friday. Do you think that Iowa State is? Bracing for the fact that one of their five home games, um, conference home games, may be uh, uh, anything but a Saturday, either a Thursday or a Friday. I don't think that they're going to take, you know, go to Maction Tuesdays, Wednesdays, but maybe down the road we get to that point. Uh, do you think there's a Thursday or Friday date for Iowa State coming up? Yeah, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Um, and I think you're even going to see the Big Ten uh, also throw some more games on on Friday nights just because of how much inventory that they're going to have. So I I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State has a game on a Friday night. I know that that's something that doesn't make coaches thrilled all the time. You know, publicly they'll say positive things about, you know, this is great because we get the opportunity to kind of be the eye of college football for a night when we get a lot of people watching our program. But it hurts 
um, them from a standpoint of getting recruits on campus if it's a home game because you can't get anyone on campus on your Saturday to see your game day environment. So that can be tough. Um, and then also, if you want your staff members to go out and see some of your high school recruits that are in state, you can't do that on a Friday night if you play on a Friday. Yep. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State has one, uh, maybe two on a Friday night. But certainly I think Iowa State fans should hope that all their home games in, in league are on on Saturday because that's better for them too. I mean, Absolutely. No one, to, no one wants to have their tailgate plans ruined um, <laughs> for one of their five, six Saturday home games um, and have one of those move to Friday. And Iowa State does such a good job with their tailgate um, set up and how many fans enjoy tailgating that you would hate to see that kind of thrown away with, you know, two or three games being moved to a Thursday or Friday. Alec Bussey, CycloneAlert.com. Alec, what do you got coming up this week? Yeah, tons, tons of recruiting coverage coming up at the website this weekend with the basketball game. Up until Saturday, we're going to recap um, multiple football visitors that were on campus over the weekend, multiple basketball visitors, um, hopefully as well. And then we're also going to talk about that Big 12 schedule release. I know people like reading about those things, so we'll have some opinions and thoughts on that go up. Um, and then no just Interstitus um, at Iowa State 2024 basketball signee. We're going to talk to him later in the week. And mm. you know now his season is going. And we're also obviously going to cover the game later in the week when Iowa State goes down to Baylor for a top 25 matchup. Good stuff. Are you planning at least uh, tentatively heading to Manhattan for that finale on the uh, yeah, 9th of March? Yeah, um, I will certainly be there. Yeah, it's always good to get back to uh, a place he used to call home. So I'm certainly excited to get back there and. Uh, you know, hopefully, no KSA fans are still angry at our <laughs> uh, they, they will be. They will be. Yeah, they will be. <laughs> Alec, good stuff. Thanks for coming on. We will uh, talk with you next Monday. Thanks, Alec Bussy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, you're good to talk to you, Alec Bussy. As we check in on CycloneAlert.com and our friends at Iowa State. Any Thursday, Friday game? Friday's starting to be, I hate to say it because it's, you know, it was, it's always high school. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the ACC schedule? There's a bunch of them on Thursdays, a bunch of them on Friday. I agree with Alec. I think they'll be sprinkled in Big Ten games. Mm-hmm. There was this year, for crying out loud. Well, the Big I, Ten's been doing it for, for five while. years now. Iowa played Maryland. Maryland yeah. yeah, Three years ago now? Uh, something like that. Um, Washed it up uh, at Valley Stadium. Did you? The game. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Thursdays and the Fridays, there's going to be competition. Mm-hmm. There's going to be competition. I think Thursday, there's a home. We know the NFL rates. Amazon has got good numbers. Yeah. However, it's not on TV. It's not on TV. But ESPN Plus isn't on TV either. Well, that's one where... Now, if ESPN gets bought by the NFL... Which is trending in that direction. Then all of a sudden you got that circumstance. What does that mean? Does that mean that they're not going to put anything on Thursdays? Is it going to be a complete stay away? Oh, they spent so much money on college football, though. It'll be a Sunbelt game and that's all you're going to get? Well, the Big 12... Have to play some Tuesdays and Wednesdays down the road. I don't think so. I hope not. No. It's Maction. You look in the stands and there's 125 people there. Right. Wouldn't it be better, though, if it was Tucson? Yeah. And it was, what are you going to rather watch? Central Michigan against Eastern Michigan or Arizona, West Virginia? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 1245, Trends Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsor those. They're coming up next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. UHO. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love.
of, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renters Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renters Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to RentersWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-44. Two days left. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent's Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsor those. What are you dabbling? Who are you dabbling with tonight? So I was... It's not the best slate. No, I was looking around trying to find a little bit more to add to the card. Uh, Found three college games that I'm going to jump on. Found an NBA play, just one. Mm-hmm. Went over to hockey. There is one game. Well, you know what? I got. Do I have time to pat the NHL on the back? So it's it's their it's All Star Week. Yeah, twenty six of the teams played their final game on Saturday and get the whole week off. Mm-hmm. Right. Six of them are going to play a couple of games tonight, or one game tonight, two games tomorrow, and then a couple on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then right away on Monday there's like two games. So. So you're only without hockey for like three days? Yeah. I like kind of what the NHL's doing here. Spread it out a little bit more. Give time for the players. It's kind of a physical sport. Right. And everybody gets a week off. It's it's part of their their contract. So I kind of like what they've done. That's not a bad idea. Right. Not at all. Well, I'm going back to the well. There's two big Monday games, but there's other games. Last week, Texas A&M Corpus Christi had McNeese State down 18 and blew Mm -hmm. the game. Mm -hmm. I was invested in that one. We're going back to the well again with the Islanders. It's the battle, battle of the A&Ms. Texas A&M Corpus Christi at Texas A&M Commerce. Where's that located? I have no idea. Commerce, Texas. Give me the Islanders minus two and a half with my first pick. The two big Monday games, Vodtech at home mm-hmm. against Duke. Haven't we seen this like a dozen times in the past 20 years, it feels like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take the three and a half. Give me the Hokies against the Dukies. One more in college. Houston's playing so well. I don't know what you're going to get out of Texas. I'm going to lay it pregame flop here. Give me Houston minus a four and a half. And then one play in the NBA. Timberwolves not reeling, struggling a little bit. Now they go to OKC, also off a bad loss. Oh, yeah. They they lost to the Pistons. It was terrible. Yuck. Give me the team coming back home. Give me the Thunder minus two and a half. Vodtech, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, the Thunder, and the Cougars of Houston. All right, Murph and Andy, you're next. The Drive with Heather and Sean, 3-6. to six. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 11-1, to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.